here today. So April 15, 1995, was the first time I received the most holy body and blood of Jesus Christ at the Easter Vigil at Mount Carmel. It's eliciting emotion out of me just even talking about it and remembering how incredible that night was to come into the church to receive the fullness of the Holy Spirit and then to receive Jesus himself into who I am, to become a part of who he is. I was so excited that I came back in my white gown, which we wore at Mount Carmel the next morning for the earliest Mass so that I could receive Jesus again. The Lord had placed a fire in my heart. But over the course of the next 15 years or so, there was a lot of ebbing and flowing in how I received the Lord. Even more so, how I came prepared to receive Him. There was probably more ebbing in that decade and a half than there was flowing. But over the course of the last 10 years, the Lord has really began to transform my heart, to transform my understanding of what His body, blood, soul, and divinity mean to me in my life. How powerful His work in me can be if my disposition is open to, open to receiving all of who He is in my own life. Now, in the second reading, we hear Paul talking about the Last Supper. And this was written in the 50s, not the 1950s, but the 50s. And it's the earliest written recording of the Last Supper. So it's quite the beautiful reading that we have today. So if you go back to the original language, the word for remembrance is anamnesis. Okay? And that word, what that word means, it means to make present. So every time we... Look, when I, when I first came into the church... They probably explained all this in RCIA, but I didn't get it. It's like being, it's like drinking from a fire hydrant when you come into the church. And it still is sometimes. There's so much depth to our faith. But what it means is, is that when we celebrate Mass, when we enter into this sacred place, that what is being made present in the sacrifice of the Mass is the Last Supper and how it's not something we're remembering. It's not something we're reenacting. But we are entering into the one last supper. The one sacrifice of Christ for all of eternity. That is what each one of us is entering into. And what I love about it is, I want you to pay attention. Are you doing Eucharistic Prayer 1? Of course. It doesn't matter. Because they all start. Of course you are. It seems funny. So, it's gotten shorter, Father, since you've been here a year. It was really long when you first started, but it's gotten much shorter. This beautiful prayer. So, pay attention as we are all standing. He says, pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. His sacrifice and ours. We are part of the sacrifice that's being offered to the Father. This is mind-blowing. Okay? So, and here's the thing. We, we have the gifts that we bring up, but our lives are called to be a living sacrifice. And the Lord wants us to come to church with our hearts open, and He wants us to offer all of who we are. 
sacrifice of Christ and offer to the Father. And here's the thing. You see, the Lord doesn't want just the good stuff. He wants the suffering. He wants the difficulty. He wants every part of who we are to be offered in the Mass. And then what does He do? What does He allow us the gift to do? He allows us to receive Him. His body, blood, soul, and divinity. Our God humbles Himself in a way that's simply unimaginable. To turn it over to us so that we, that we may receive Him into who we are. If that doesn't tell you how intimate God wants to be with us, then I don't think anything else could. That He would leave His body and blood so that His very self could become one with us. Intimacy with us. And I'm going to tell you something that I've learned. Our disposition when we come to Mass, our belief that this is truly Jesus present at this sacrifice is so very important. Because the more open your heart is, the more you believe, the more power that exists in the Eucharist. Because the entire power of God is contained within who we receive. But if we are not open to receiving Him in that way, His power within us is diminished. Because He has given us freedom in how we accept Him and the power that He can have in our lives. Now in the Gospel reading today, we are all very familiar with this passage and how God can take a little bit and He can do great things with it. He can multiply it. And I'm here to tell you today that He can do the same thing in your life. He can take your brokenness, your suffering, what you do well, and when you offer it, He gives you back Himself. You are magnified by the light of Christ, by His very body and blood. I don't know about you, but it gets me fired up. I love being able to stand right here and be so close to what's going on. So I met with a group of men this morning up at St. Therese in Gloucester, and so this is my little Father Day spiel, real quick, and I'm going to tie it together. And I asked the men, what is your intimacy level with Jesus? That was the question. What is your intimacy level with Jesus? And I asked it to all of you, and the room got really quiet. They got a little uncomfortable, and they started squirming in their chairs. I said, well, if you want to be the very best man you can be, if you want to be the very best husband you can be, the very best father, the very best grandfather, and ladies, that goes for you too, it's to grow close to Jesus. It is to get closer to Him. Because on our own, we will always come up short. We will never be everything that God is calling us to be. But with the power of God, most directly received through the Eucharist every time we come to Mass, we can begin to realize who God has called us to be. Because it is His power, His love, His life, His soul, His divinity that exists in us. That is how we become the very best we can be. So as you come up today to receive the Lord, to adore Him, to give Him praise and worship during this time, God is seeking each one of you. 
God is seeking a more intimate relationship. He can't wait to draw closer to your heart, to who you are. Because He's the one that does the multiplying in our lives. He's the one that does the magnifying. And so know that He is gazing upon you as you come to receive Him. Just like you are gazing upon Him.